Hi, I'm Jason, coming to you from Audio 9 Design, and I want to welcome you to the Audio 9 Design podcast. Now, as I'm sure you already know, Audio 9 Design is about design, be it web, print, interior, or architectural design. This is what we do, and this is what we love. And the topic of this week's episode is no different, just a little smaller, say, maybe tiny even. We are focusing on the architectural design aspect of what we do, and we are talking about tiny houses. For at least some of you designers out there, I'm certain you have never had to design a house or even a space where every square inch of your design had to be carefully planned and tested through your drawings or models, and every single feature of that design never had so many multiple angles, issues, and purposes as it does out of necessity in a tiny house. Look at it this way. Your dining room, which is also your family room, which is also your kitchen, which in some cases is also your bedroom, all have to coincide with each other seamlessly and thoughtfully to not only showcase your design of the space, but also its functionality. I don't know if this particular trend has come across any of your desks out there or not, but it's been an interesting topic among designers and architects alike for more than a few years. While this whole tiny house movement is nothing new, it's still miles away from the norm. But there is a place for it. If you can really wrap your brain around it and figure out if it's truly the right move for you and or your family, as well as your budget, goals, and lifestyle. First off, let's talk a little bit about the budget. If you don't happen to know anything about this and are a fan of saving money, and who isn't, these numbers alone might have you rethinking that king-size bed you just bought. From thetinylife.com, they break down the significant cost savings like this. Figure your typical price of a single-family home is around $290,000. While the average price of a DIY tiny house is around $20,000 and a contractor built tiny house runs around $35,000. And if you still want to go kind of Hollywood-esque type tiny house, you're looking at more like $95,000. But that's fully loaded appliances and all. If you want to see that particular model, check out NewFrontierTinyHomes.com. I'll also have a list of other great sites for your tiny home comparisons on the website under the podcast page at audio9design.com. So, even making your tiny house a castle among sheds, that's still a savings of nearly $200,000. Did you catch that? $200,000 in savings. 
And that still doesn't count the amount you save on interest from paying off your tiny house in a fraction of the time a normal house would take to pay off. Also, on average, 55% of tiny house homeowners have more savings than the average American, with a median of around $11,000 in the bank. But of course, as we all know, that doesn't include the cost of a lot of your choosing, and a well or connections to the city water and sewer or septic if that applies. Another barrier, or headache at the least, is housing codes for tiny houses. Because this tiny house movement is still relatively new in the scheme of things, housing codes for most, if not all, major cities do not include the square footage of a tiny house on their books as being a habitable structure. Can you imagine your new, beautiful, unique tiny house with a custom color-matched code violation sticker plastered right on the front? If that's not a blow to the ego, I don't know what is. If you were to... Take it to Google. You will obviously see that there are a great deal of other budgetary-type positives you can consider when thinking about making the jump to a tiny house. But what about some of the other positives? Like freedom. Freedom not only from a good chunk of debt, but the freedom to travel and have more free time in general when you have a tiny house. Just take a second and think about it. Obviously, cleaning time is cut down. Organization is a given with a tiny house simply because you don't have any other option. If you have a mess, there goes half your living space. You literally don't have the space to have things you don't need, so therefore, you just don't have the additional clutter and mess that a normal-sized house can sometimes gather rather quickly. For all you environmentally conscious designers out there, and I know there's at least... Eh, Seven. Another positive aspect of a tiny house is your drastically reduced carbon footprint. You are going from an average of 2,600 square feet to between 100 and 400 square feet. In this particular case, less really would be more if you are considering the environment on a larger scale. Less heat, less air conditioning, less bills, less pollution, and less waste overall. That's a win-win, right? And trust me, I know. It's still weighing on your mind, and some of you are saying, I love my house with all of my space for my stuff, my couch, my kitchen, my bed, and I completely agree. This type of a change would be massive for me. I don't know if I could give up my garage. That alone is more than twice the size of one of these houses already. While prepping for this podcast, I couldn't help but compare this to that move most of us made into a dorm in college. Think about all that stuff you shoved into that tiny little room, and for the most part, it was probably some of the best times in your life, right? Or like an apartment in New York City. See, a typical one-bedroom apartment in New York is 750 square feet, and in most cases costs around $3,000 a month, and that's rent. Just seven months of that rent, and your average DIY tiny house is paid for. Other than the personal and money-saving benefits of taking part in this tiny house movement, there is a greater good possibility that is also more recently getting a push. Tiny houses for the homeless and homeless vets on our streets throughout the country. Savannah, Georgia 
Albuquerque, New Mexico, Muncie, Indiana, Milwaukee, Wisconsin, Marysville, California. In the last month, if you hit up Google, you will find a huge movement wanting to build tiny house villages for the homeless temporarily in order to help them get back on their feet. Some plan on charging a small fee to residents and others may do this as part of residents' rehabilitation and rely solely on donations from the community. No matter how it really works out, this may be a little more than just about saving a life. It may be about saving money for cities as well. From the Albuquerque Journal, according to a 2013 study by the University of New Mexico's Institute of Social Research, it was 31% cheaper to house homeless people than to leave them on the streets. The study showed a lot of pluses. Hospital visits down by 36%, inpatient costs down by nearly 84%, outpatient costs down by 39%, and the cost of involvement in the criminal justice system down by 64%. If you are a designer, a firm, or even an educational institution, what better way to get your designs out in front of the public than a little pro bono project with huge benefits for you and your community? As designers, it seems like Every aspect of the work we do, no matter the medium, always has more than one purpose involved, and that fact remains unchanged in the design of a tiny house. When we design an ad for a company, is its purpose solely to sell the product? <laughs> no, you have to sell the product to the right demographic at the right time with the right colors and the right verbiage, which has been hacked by the marketing department in most cases, all while keeping in line with the company's brand and overall reputation. When we design a web page, is it just to put out the name of the company or product? Of course not. It has to have the right keywords, the right photos, nothing too offensive or too old or too new, and it also has to be functional all while conveying the right message. And don't forget the social media aspect of it all, too. Plus, it has to be approved by a room of executives before it can even begin to sneak into the darkest pages of a Google search. When we create something, we take so many aspects of the design into account, and it all rests on our shoulders. So I thought the idea of a tiny house in all of its multifunctional glory was a perfect topic for the Audio 9 Design Podcast, and I hope you did too. Thanks for listening to this week's episode of Audio 9 Design, bringing you the latest news, updates, and trends in the design industry. If you have any suggestions for a future podcast or want to learn more about this topic, check out the podcast section for links and information, as well as everything else you need to know at Audio 9. That's the number 9 design.com. Thanks again. Thank you.